entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professionals who seek excellence. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show on the Business Builders Media Network. Here's Marty Wolf. Welcome to the Business Builders Show. My name is Marty Wolf, and I am your host for the Business Builders Show. Been doing this a long time, over 10 years, and my guest, Alan Adamson, knows I've been doing this for a long time because we've chatted earlier. Alan, welcome back to the show. Thank you for inviting me back for a second time. Yeah, Shift Ahead was the previous book that we talked about, and we recorded that at the... uh, uh, NYU, at right? NYU, yeah, yeah, and, and that was about how most companies think they're, you know, keeping up, and most are falling behind. Yeah, that was a fun interview. So obviously, I was thrilled to have you back, and our friend Valerie recommended it, and of course, I listened closely to our friend Valerie too. So, <laughs> um, so let me introduce Alan, and we are going to get into his newest book, and I'll and I'll mention that in a minute or two. So, Alan Adamson is a noted expert in all disciplines of branding. He has worked with a broad spectrum of consumer and B2B businesses and industries from packaged goods to hospitality, technology to healthcare. He is co-founder and managing partner of Elite Marketing Collective, that name is Metaforce, and is author of Brand Simple, Brand Digital, The Edge, and Shift Ahead. Alan's new book is titled Seeing the How. Transforming what people do, not buy, to gain market advantage. Alan is also an adjunct professor at New York University's Stern School of Business, where he also serves as the brand expert in residence at Berkeley Center for Entrepreneurship. So, uh, as we've already established, Alan, thank you so much for being back with us. I'm going to say the title of your book again Seeing the How Transforming What People Do not buy to gain market advantage. So what inspired you? What were the factors that got this going for you? Talk to me about that. Well, thanks for the introduction. And uh, it's probably going to be downhill after that, but let's get started. (laughs) You know, what what inspired me were two factors, Marty. You know, one was um, being in the marketing, the, the challenge of getting a product to be different in a way that matters from another product has been growing. It's harder and harder. And if you come up with a better mousetrap, you know, the time you have that better mousetrap until the person around the corner <laughs> matches it or out mousetraps you is yeah. shrinking. So th- it used to be when, when I was a Unilever, you know, you could you could have a product. It would have a difference. You could help people out the difference. And for many years, people say, hey, that's the only one on the market. And if I want softer skin, I, I'm going to buy Dove. Uh, but that world has changed. And as you know, most categories are a sea of similarity. Uh, so it became clear that you know, looking the traditional way of looking at your business and saying, tell people about why they should buy my product, why it's better, uh, was no longer um, having traction. <clears throat> and the other is, I, as you mentioned, I'm at NYU Stern in the entrepreneurial program there at Berkeley. And I began to notice over the years that the number of student startups that started with a better mousetrap versus saying, you know, Alan, you know, why do you hail a cab and raise your hand in the corner and scream at cabs? You know, why aren't you using Uber? And of course, Uber was a perfect example of, yeah, there was some technology, but basically taking a smartphone and changing the way you did things, at least in New York City, um, 
And I said, gee, most of these startups are just taking stuff off the shelf, not trying to come up with a better mousetrap yeah. and figuring out how it fits in my life and your life better. Yeah. Well, that and that is a, a great, great insight that uh, kind of hit me. It kind of like I realized that, but it kind of really hit me. It's not the new mousetrap. It's using what we already know or what we have or what we can learn or what we can improve upon. And Uber is probably a great example. So we're talking marketing. Um, did you have a particular group in mind, like marketing people, small business, large business, when you were writing this book? In other words, did you have a direct? Do you have it directed to any specific market or category? Yeah, I think it's. No, I, I think I was looking for people whose business was not growing as fast as as it might. You know, if you do have a better mousetrap and it's flying off the shelf, you know, yeah, you could still learn from this. But I think. It's for people that are in very competitive categories, starting businesses, want to grow businesses, um, and have to, have to figure out how to do it. You know, marketing used to be, when I, again, going back to the Mad Men days, engineering or product development would give you this product and say, here it is. Yeah. Let's figure out how to sell it to Marty, what Marty needs. And then we would position it to Marty that this is the best tasting lemonade ever. Uh, and you would go buy it. But marketers need to get out of that notion of just waiting for engineering and product development and hand them a mousetrap so they can sell it and get into the business of, hey, looking what's going on with consumers. How are they living? And saying, you know, you know, Marty may, you know, the way he's doing things, we could, we could, we could make his life easier, better, simpler. Well, maybe that's where you talk about the uh, experience innovation that uh, I guess maybe we should talk about what you mean by uh, the experience innovation. Give me Give me your thoughts on that, and maybe it's a setup for the rest of the book. Maybe it's uh, it, it's just basically. Let me just rephrase it. Instead of starting looking at how to grow your business by focusing on the product, or as a marketer, how do I make this product more appealing? Zooming out and looking at how that product fits into people's lives. Yeah. Um. You know. You know. Great example. But years ago was you know, Delta. You know, realized that there were certain parts of flying Delta that that were very stressful and you know it wasn't about redoing the airplanes or how you sat on the airplanes or the peanuts or um it was about gee when when there's a flight change uh all of a sudden everyone was rushing to the agent yeah. uh, and that agent was getting overwhelmed and they way back when before everyone had a smartphone telling them before they even got to the gate that you don't go to gate 48 go to gate 36 and by the way you stop for lunch because it's two hours delayed um yeah. but you know they started to put up a, a big screen saying you know here's how we're boarding here are the issues so you know it wasn't really a product innovation it was looking at how flying fit into people's lives and started to make it easier taking some stress points out and of course during the pandemics we all experienced that you know we, we did the same things we always did but instead of you know going to the store we you know open yeah. the front door and open boxes and instead yeah. of you know, driving to a conference meeting and going to the room and plugging in your computer you sat uh at the kitchen table and double clicked on zoom or yeah. teams and you changed it so th it was changing the experience not the product yeah I don't know if a lot of well, that's why you wrote the book. I guess I'm sitting here thinking, well, a lot of people don't get this, <laughs> so right. so that's why you wrote the book. Uh, well, but let's, it, let's probably de demystify it then. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it is all about the experience, whether it's uh, going online or if you are going into stores, which, as you realize or you know, even companies like Warby Par Parker, Warby Parker, I'm saying. Uh, 
can't pronounce the name right, uh, has obviously was a, a, a digital leader and is now going into retail stores, which I find fascinating. Um, but they started a whole different way. So your book um, is broken down into lenses. And so um, why did you do that? In other words, are you just trying to get us to see things differently? Is that what the lens is all about? Well, you know, after I set up the notion that you can't just hold up your product and look at it and say it's black and it's white and it works this way. You have to look for opportunities elsewhere. So the idea of lenses is, all right, so I can't tell it is, if it's not all about my product, where do I look? <laughs> what? And so it was sort of stepping back and say, if you want to find these opportunities for your company, um, here's some places to look for them, mm. uh, different angles, different ways yeah. to look at the marketplace, look at consumers that will help you say, gee, you know, for years, everyone's done things a certain way, but how might I change the experience around my service, my product, uh, my offer to, to fit into lives better? So it was just a way to, to help people <laughs> take their eyes off the, the little shiny box in front of them, the mousetrap, and say, no, yeah, all right, so I can't look at that. I can't tell people it tastes better and try it. <laughs> well, you know, what, what else should I do and how do I find these opportunities? Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to pick some of my favorite lenses, if that's okay with you. But let's start with lens number yep. one, and, and that is focus in and drill down. Well, I think it would be wonderful to talk about Robin Hood and talk about focus in and drill yeah, down. And, yeah. And so part people say, well, what's a new idea and where can I look for opportunities? And you can ask consumers, what are you getting that you're not getting? But um, part of it is looking at what businesses already exist. And finding new opportunities. Let me give you a simpler one than Robinhood, because Robin is. A, we'll get to Robinhood in a second. Go ahead. But way, going back, you know, a, a bit. If you wanted to buy contact lenses a few years back, mm -hmm. you went to an optical store, and you know they they sold glasses and they would sell you contacts. Until somebody looked at that market and said, "Gee, if all the you know disposable contacts are growing, if all people want are contacts, why don't we just?" focus in and drill down on the contact business yeah. and figure out how to get Marty contacts faster, easier, maybe cheaper uh, with a bigger selection. So lots of categories um, um, happened that way. And same with Robinhood. You know, there, there were brokerage firms out there. You know, if you ask people, you know, how do you do investing that, you know, there was one way to do it. You go to a, a Schwab or Morgan Stanley and they said, no, maybe there's a different way to do it for a different audience. Yeah. And they focused in and drilled in a particular audience uh, and a way to, to, to do it that was different. But the principle is the same. Don't think to invent your or to create an experience. You have to create, look around and say, what are people not doing? Look at what they're doing today and just say, can you, because success, as we talked about yeah. uh, in our previous call many years ago, is not necessarily about having a better idea. Uh, but being able to execute it better. And if you're more focused and you're look, not looking to sell everything from cheeseburgers to glasses to contacts, in yeah. general, you will be able to execute it better. So look at each category and say, if I just took a, a slice of it and just could execute that thing really better than the department store who sells everything, yeah. can I win? Well, having the name 800 contacts certainly helped. Um, you right, know. but then it's followed by one eight hundred flowers, and you know, you can look across many categories, uh, yeah. even to the point where you know, Chewy is another perfect example. You say, yeah. oh, I can get dog food, and I go into Petco, and they can, yeah. but they said, look, if we really want to get 
to your, uh, you know, do it better on this delivery option, how do we do it better? Well, maybe we, you know, get to know the name of your dog. Maybe we track and say, you know, Marty, your dog's about to run out of dog food based on <laughs> our algorithm. Can we ship you another thing versus you remind, remembering when you go to the cupboard and go, oh, my God, we're out of kibble. Uh, and you're, you know, so, I wonder if, you know, where's Petco open till 11 o'clock at night? So, you know, it was another example of they decided to focus on, you know, yeah. on, on that, you know, we send it when you need it. Uh, versus Petco and other big retailers, just having it one of many, many, many offers. And you point out too that, uh, well, you use the phrase in one way or another, execution is the most important part of all of this. If you have an idea, and but you don't build the right website, if it's not responsive to the customer, if it's not a great experience. I shared that with somebody this morning. I said to one of my clients, I said, I'm interviewing this guy, Alan Adamson. I like this guy. And I'm telling you, it's all about execution, baby. <laughs> so. Yeah, and the, and the reason it is, Marty, the reason it's such so is that people need to remember that the most it's the most important marketing tool is word of mouth. And if yeah. I, you know, get yeah. you your kibble, you know, uh, about two hours late, but you know, if you have an average experience, you're not going to say. You know, this pet store got me my kibble, but, you know, they were a little late and it was the box was damaged. You know, you, you don't care. Yeah. Now, if it's terrible, you will get online and say, you know, my dog yeah. starved because they never delivered it. But what you want to do is do something to Marty that says, oh, I ordered my dog food from this online retailer. And, you know, they hand delivered it and they actually put it in the bowl and they gave my dog a treat afterwards. You know, and then you'll share that. So yeah. no matter what you do. I, I, a big problem with marketers is they tend to have a check the box mentality. Oh, we'll do the website. We do a little. And if they do everything OK, sort of everything looks OK, probably like everyone else. You know, our website is nice. And, but if, if you're just average, yeah, you're invisible in word yeah. of mouth. Yeah. Got to be remarkable, worthy of someone. Making do one thing remark. and do it great. Yeah. Do <laughs> yeah. one thing, do it great before you run on to do three things and do it averagely. Yeah. I'm going to go on to the next one that I, I really liked, and you have personal experience behind this. I like them all, obviously. Lens number three says joining forces, and you talk about Lindblad expeditions and National Geographic. I loved that story, and you have some personal experience in that, I guess. Yeah, well, you know, part of it is when if you have an offer and it's interesting, but you can combine it with someone else's offer in a way that gives you the magical one plus one equals three for those yeah. of us who can still do math. Um, that's great. And so a really terrific example is National Geographic has been around forever. And if you go into several people's basements, you can find the magazines there piled up <laughs> in the yellow pile. And, you know, they did, they were into television, but they realized that the, you know, the industry they were in, media was very competitive and very tough. And let me go back to social media. People don't necessarily, sometimes when they see something phenomenal on streaming TV, they'll post it and say, you got to watch blank. But most of them, when they read something, they don't get online and, and share it. But if something happens to you personally uh, and you have an experience, you are much more likely to say, hey, look what I did. And it was fun. And so yeah. uh, National Geographic, about 10 years ago, 15, hooked up with a, with a small uh, cruise company called Lindblad Travel. And they branded their boats National Geographic Travel. And the offer was when you're on a boat, you're like in a National Geographic magazine. You, you know, if you're going to Alaska, 
They'll take you out in the Zodiac. There'll be a National Geographic photographer on the boat with you. They'll show you how to use, if you have a camera, they'll show you how to get the perfect picture of the whale. Uh, if you have an iPhone, they'll show you how to do it in an iPhone. There'll be a National Geographic uh, naturalist teaching you about what's going on in the environment. Uh, in the evening, there'll be some other education. So you will feel like you are, um, you know, on a mission yeah. to explore whales in wherever it is or whatever the thing is. And, you know, you're more likely to share that picture <laughs> because you'll say, look at this phenomenal picture that this National Geographic photographer taught me how to get. And, yeah. you know, and I exactly. also learned what I didn't know about dolphins. And so it's a perfect example of that. And But there are many categories where you can say, where can I bundle my service? Yeah. Um, hotels are looking at it now. Uh, way back when uh, you know, Marriott had tried it uh, uh, with with technology companies, so when you went into a hotel room, you could actually you know have your you know your phone can talk to your TV right. set or you know, if you like, yeah. yeah, if you liked a certain uh, type of uh, Sonos, uh, it would be there, and you could just play your Sonos. So they were starting to combine technology into the into the experience so not just any radio not just any headsets not just any television sets but trying to 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 customize it by joining forces yeah. to give you a better experience yeah but you, you don't have to be a you could be uh, a hardware store and join forces with somebody who does you know you know a, a, a local handyman and you'll be a, you'll be a, having an offer that's more relevant to folks like me who will go to the hardware store, buy something they need, and then spend the rest of the weekend finding out that they can't put it together in the wall and it doesn't work. Yeah. You talk about that in the book too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Under another lens. But yeah, but yeah, but they can join forces and people, you know, if you're in the hardware business, you say, my job is to sell it. But if you're in the hardware business, you know, your job is to solve the problem. Don't yeah. sell me a nail and a hammer. Yeah. Tell me, tell me how to use a nail on that. Yeah. Um, I just want to make the point. We said this at the beginning, but this is for anybody, any, and I, and you use the word even startups. I love that thought process that even your startup buying this book, looking at things differently, looking through the lens that Alan has pointed out. And I'm probably gone too far before I ask this question, Alan, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, uh, how would you like them to do that? I know you have a website for the book. Uh, what would you, you like just, us to do? You, you, could, you could use a search and just go to alan at metaphors.com or alan adamson dot com um, okay. or just uh, search my name and uh, or yeah. go to Amazon. Uh, you know, the yeah. book is there. Uh, but it's uh, if the search engine is not giving you 15 other paid sponsors before they get to me. Uh, well, contact so, me and I'll, I'll, I'll set them straight. Exactly. I'll, I'll exactly. set them straight. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, and it's A-L-L-E-N. Adamson is A-D-A-M-S-O-N. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to mention the title of the book again, Seeing the How, Transforming What People Do, Not Buy, to Gain Market Advantage. And again, this is for all size businesses. You want to think differently. Um, you want to approach things differently. And that's what Alan is sharing with yeah, us. If your business is not growing, don't go right to the lab and say, you know, make it, make it, make it clean faster. Maybe look at the business opportunities that, yeah. Or around the product, uh, not inside yeah. the product. Well, to share another story, again, I told you I'm 
I'm applying what you what you shared already. And I was out You're to right. dinner last uh, this weekend, and I was a, a friend of mine. I knew him, and he he's very he's become kind of famous for his uh, dressing, right? Delicious, it's fantastic dressing. But you know, he's selling it there. So I said, you know, I know so and so at this coffee shop that sells salads, and I don't know if that coffee shop is really going great. Can I introduce the two of you? Because I think you could sell your, you know, your salad dressing. In that other place, that's a win-win. And, and is that an okay way to look at this? Yeah, it's, it's joining forces. You know, rather than just say, I'm in the salad dressing selling business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am in the making salads taste better business, is the old, very old marketing, zooming out a bit and saying, yeah. how can I make the customer experience better? Well, certainly having it when they're eating products that are relevant to salad dressing. And maybe even going f- further, you know, uh, you know, uh, are there health clubs that sell a lot of salads that, Sure. Yeah, so just just look at the look at the market and say, if I really want to make my salad dressing fit into someone's life better, where do I need to be? Yeah, I'm going to go to another one of my favorites. I'm picking my favorites, Alan. Um, <laughs> so uh, lens number six, and again, there's eight of them, but uh, lens number six, approach things as a broker. I approach things as a broker, and you talk about uh, policy genius in there. I'm not sure if you want to go with policy genius yeah, or someone else. Well, let me just define it and say, you know, it gets back to you don't have to invent a product, you know, to start a business or grow a business. So this is about a no, huge number of people that have said, these people have a product, these people have a problem. I'm going to do what you just did. I'm going to bring the salad dressing <laughs> to the salad store um, and bring them together. So. Uh, and of course, the, you know, Uber we started with is an example. They didn't go out and build, you know, build, buy a taxi fleet and hire. You know, they took people with cars and they connected them with people that needed to get paid places. Yeah. Um, Airbnb and so so many policy geniuses, uh, a similar thing. They're you know people uh, who need insurance <laughs> uh, and people who want insurance. Now their difference was uh, to some extent that um, younger people. Tended, you know, the, the way the traditional insurance works is, you know, selling insurance to a younger person is already hard because they don't think they're ever going to, you know, stub their toe or worse. <laughs> so, you know, they're more than more yeah. interested in buying a pair of sneakers and the next beer than protecting their, you know, what happens if I can't uh, work or I, I, I hurt myself or right. something worse happens. Yeah. But, um, um, but so they don't like to talk to people, the younger people, uh, and they're used to buying everything online. Yeah. Uh, but the yeah. traditional insurance business was, you know, goes back to Groundhog Day, uh, the old Bill Murray firm. You know, you, you know, the insurance person is not the first person you want to meet at the party. <laughs> you know, and if the, in that movie, you know, Ned Ryerson, the insurance was on the other side of the street, and he would try to go up to everyone and say, "Hi, Marty, how you doing?" And uh, so the whole process of insurance had that that bit of awkwardness, and so. Young people didn't want to hang out with Ned Ryerson or somebody trying to sell them insurance, but they were perfectly happy to go online and do research and buy it online. So it was just connecting, uh, you know, it was a new way to connect insurance companies who sold policies with consumers who were more comfortable online and they became a very successful business. But there's so many of them, we can't go through them, but this yeah. notion yeah. of, you know, if you're looking to grow your business, don't, you know, maybe there are ways to grow it by, just connecting your customers with other solutions that are not easily found. Yeah. Uh, of course, every category, the dating category has changed. Every category 
channel. Yeah, you have great, uh, obviously every lens you have several examples that again, we can't possibly go through in a, in a brief uh, introduction like this or interview rather. Um, I, I strongly suggest the book to any, any business person. Uh, it's creative as Alan is and Alan uh, doesn't, uh, he mentioned it kind of at the beginning. He is Unilever. And it goes back to my days where Ogilvy and Mather and all those big, yeah. big agencies, Alan, were, were big deals back then, huh? But it was, it was somewhat easier because there were better mousetraps back then. You could yeah. invent a product, have a product difference, uh, you know, that got rid of cavities better or that <laughs> cleaned your windows better. Uh, and then you had many years. All you had to do is say, if you have cavities, use this toothpaste. And, but those days, even if you look at computer companies now, you, know, you try to buy a cell phone. Yeah, they all look the same. Though, but I try to buy an SUV. Every SUV sort of looks the same, same yeah. sort of tires, the coffee cup holder, the warranty, the mileage, the handling. Yeah. You, could, you, you, you when you rent a car, you get in the car, and you have to sort of think, you know, who who makes this car? <laughs> you know, it's almost because it's a sea of similarity. And so, if they're trying to win by putting shinier hubcaps on, it's a long haul. Yeah, and in the old days, you just put it on TV. And uh, yeah, boy, has and that changed. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and, and that's the other thing is it's it's um, gets back to the word of mouth. You know, if yes, advertising still works, um, but even when you're doing advertising, think about how you could uh, make people's lives easier, faster, better. Not necessarily by saying that this is the best product in the world. If it is, great. Then you have to do it. But yeah. in the world of instantly. A professor from Columbia, uh, Rita, um, I'm drawing a blank on her name now, wrote a book called The End of Competitive Advantage or Long-Term Competitive Advantage. And that's sort of what's facing us is that um, because the pace of change has happened. So even if you come up with a better business on the corner and better dry cleaning, you know, it won't be long till another dry cleaner opens up across the street with the exact same thing, which gets back to what you were talking about. You, You better have a way to zoom out and look at a market from a different angle, or you better be executing much better and that's really hard to do yes it is so this has been a blast alan um i do want to again we couldn't cover everything but uh in in order to wrap up maybe i uh i'll ask you is there something that you want to close with that i didn't ask you or we didn't talk about is there something special or something you want to drive home and uh, the last thought yeah i think the last thought is that seeing these things yes you can look at different angles but you, your your eyes have to be ready you have to sort of look at things with a curious beginner's mind, as you said, of fresh eyes. And I know you said you were going out to Ann Arbor and I went out to uh, visit my daughter there. And, you know, I'm not great at having fresh eyes, but I went to her sorority and there were boxes piled in front of it. It looked like a shipping and receiving line. And of course there are Amazon boxes arriving for all the students and Target boxes and stuff. And I I realized, boy, and I asked some of the students, you know, how do you return something if, Oh, we don't have a printer. You know, no time to even find out. They don't know where the post office is. Uh, yes. And I realize if if you have one box and everyone offers free returns, it's easy. But if you're getting 15 boxes as a student yeah. and the boxes have been broken down, you don't ever. So there's a new company starting in New Jersey called Return Queen, which you know picks mm. up not you picks up your use your stuff and takes it back for you. And so you know, just try to look for these things. Uh, and by the time you read about it in a research report, uh, it's too late. You've got to and get out of your office and don't yeah. you know, just read emails all day. 
look around, but look around with, with, without being, pretend you're from Mars <laughs> and look at things with fresh eyes. Uh, and then you can look at, find these opportunities, hopefully soon enough to figure out how to do it great. Yeah. Uh, I would also suggest that, and Alan, you, you put out, the metaphors put out a, a newsletter. Um, yep. And so uh, if you even go to metaphors.com, uh, I think that's right, metaphors.com, yeah, uh, you can actually subscribe to the newsletter. I get it. As you probably know, Alan, I read it um, and pay attention to it. And I'm looking at something that um, that Valerie sent me um, in terms of the uh, website that you can go. In addition, you can look up Alan, but it's alanadamson.com slash seeing the book. And uh, alanadamson.com seeing dash the dash how dash book. So a little cumbersome, but you get the idea and you can go there too. So Alan, thank you so much. It's, it's great to see you again. Um, Great work, and uh, thanks for uh, all this uh, uh, great uh, discussion today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was a delight talking to you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to The Business Builders Show on the Business Builders Media Network. Find all our shows and many other great podcasts at businessbuildersmedia.com. That's businessbuildersmedia.com.